I didn't come up with it, so it's going to be good. Get ready. Did I tell you guys last week? I didn't? Okay. Are you guys ready? Give it a drum roll. It's a pun, and you know how I feel about puns. A bay in a manger. A bay in a manger. You can thank Evan for that. It's wonderful. But tonight we are going to start our Christmas series, and I am so excited about this message tonight. It's, it's really helped me as I've been thinking about it the last few weeks, and I believe it's going to help you guys too. So tonight, the title of this installment is called Expectation Versus Reality. Expectation versus reality. Now, these are some of my very favorite memes, okay, expectation versus reality. But I had a situation a few years ago that still sticks out in my mind as like a real lapse in my expectation and the reality of what happened. And it was actually at Stephen's graduation party. Was anybody at my brother Stephen's graduation party in here? Okay, some people. You saw me that day then, so you're going to relate. I showed up to that party, and I thought that I looked super cute that day. <laughs> I thought my hair looked great, and I was really a big fan of this outfit that I had put together for his party. I thought it was like a great spring-summer outfit. I think I was busting out my shorts for like the first time that season. I was feeling good about it, and I just remember really, really liking my outfit. So we go through the whole party. It, like, lasts all day. We see lots and lots of people there. And then the next day, I'm looking through photos that were taken at this party. And I catch a glimpse of a photo of myself looking real bad, real bad. Now, let me just tell you, you know, the ladies will get this. There's, like, there's a good high-waisted and there's a bad high-waisted. You guys know what I'm talking about? One kind is very flattering. One kind is very unflattering. Well, the shorts that I had selected that day that I thought I was a big fan of, they were the really unflattering kind, okay? So my expectation was that I looked really great that day, but the reality was that I looked terrible. And I had to pull my coworkers as well. I'm holding this picture of myself on my phone being like, I look awful. Those are so unflattering. I passed it around to all them, and they agreed, like, yeah, that is not a good look at all. And I looked in the mirror and everything before I left. So I don't know what happened to me, but my expectation and my reality had a big lapse in between there. And I was sorely disappointed with how I looked at that party, even though it didn't matter because it wasn't about me. But here's what I want to bring out of that story is sometimes I see so many people that are down about life because their expectation and their reality don't match right? So many people are down. So many people are saying, I didn't think it was going to be this way. I thought it was going to go like this. I thought I would be over this by now. I thought I would be doing this by now. The expectation and reality don't match, and people take that as failure and discouragement. And I want to encourage you guys tonight, rather than build up expectations of what your life is supposed to be, check in with God, because his reality will always be better than my expectations. And if I'm trying to live based on my expectations and where I want to be, I can miss the reality of what he's called me to. And I want to take a look at this because believe it or not, Jesus was a disappointment for many people. Jesus was a disappointment for many people. You guys have heard about the Pharisees, right? These are the leaders of the church in Jesus' day, the people that are supposed to be spiritual, the people that are supposed to be leading others into a relationship with God. And when Jesus showed up, they were disappointed because they were looking to their expectations rather than the reality of what God had sent. And they missed the Messiah when he was right in front of their face because they were too hung up on their expectations. And I want to show you what I mean by that. We're going to start 
start tonight by looking in 2 Samuel chapter 7. So understand that these Pharisees had studied the Bible that was existing at that time. So they had studied the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, you will find over 400 verses that are prophecies about Jesus. Jesus fulfilled 400 prophecies. And I'm going to give you some examples. So let's take a look at this first prophecy here. Obey in a manger, still a fan. Did I not give you guys that one? Okay, no biggie, that's my bad. <laughs> so, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16. This is a prophecy that you found, and this is a prophecy the Pharisees would have known. It says, your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. So we see some big words there, like kingdom and throne. This is kind of implying that Jesus is like king. He's a royal person, right? If we look also in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, I think you guys do have this one, or I messed up real bad. Either way, it's okay. <laughs> but this is another prophecy that we see about Jesus. And it says, For unto us a child is born, and a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he's going to be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now listen, it says, His government and its peace will never end. Again, he sounds like a political figure or a king, right? He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. So these are just some examples of the prophecies about Jesus that these Pharisees would have known. So based on these prophecies, they're looking for a king, right? It says that this person's going to rule in the house of David. They're looking for royalty. Now listen, there were a lot of other prophecies that talked about Jesus being born in a manger, Jesus coming from a humble beginning. So I guess they just chose to ignore those. But when we look at the Bible, when we see the Pharisees and their reaction to Jesus, they're not happy to see him. Even though he's the king that they have waited hundreds of years for, they ridicule him and they criticize him. And instead of joining themselves up to him, looking to him to teach them and growing in what he had for them, they let their expectations keep them from the Messiah, even when he was right in front of their face. So I want to say to you tonight, what expectations are you looking at that might be keeping you from what God actually has for you? What are you expecting? What do you feel disappointed about? Now listen, lots of people are disappointed in God, right? Lots of people are saying, well, if God loves me, why are my parents getting divorced? And if God cares about me, why am I depressed? And, you know, if God is for me, why does it seem like everyone is against me? And people get hung up on these disappointments, but they're looking at their expectations rather than the reality of God's presence in their lives. And that's exactly what the Pharisees did. So I want to encourage you guys tonight Stop looking at your disappointments, stop looking at your expectations, and seek God for the reality that he has for you. Because many people called Jesus a disappointment. When he didn't show up as a king, he showed up as a carpenter, right? And Jesus, most, most historians think that he didn't even do his first miracle till he was 30. So for 30 years, we could say Jesus was an average guy, Right? His life probably looked like yours and probably looked like mine. Wasn't that exciting? You know, he grew up. His dad was a carpenter. He joins the family business. Now he's a carpenter for 30 years. 30 years. But we don't see Jesus saying, well, God, I thought I would have been doing something by now. Why am I not working any miracles yet? If you love me, why am I a carpenter? You know, I thought you had a plan for me, but here I am doing nothing for 30 years. Jesus, Jesus, the Messiah, 
was on the earth for 30 years before miracles started happening. So Jesus wasn't hung up on expectations. Jesus didn't care if other people were judging him or other people didn't think he was the Messiah and didn't think he was a king. He was focused on the reality of what God had called him to do. But he hardly looked like a king or savior. He was born in a barn and he worked just a layman's job. He was a carpenter, right? So the expectation of what they had for him versus the reality of how Jesus actually came is very, very different. And I want to look at Isaiah chapter 55 next because this is so important. When you're looking and you're seeing disappointments in your life and saying, this isn't what I expected. When I signed up to serve God, I didn't think it would be this way. You know, if God is for me, why do things seem so hard? Here's what we find in Isaiah God is saying to us, I don't think the way you think. The way you work is not the way I work. That's God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. And here's what the Pharisees failed to see, that the way God thought was beyond the way that they thought. And the way that God works is the the way that's beyond how they work. So they were trying to fit Jesus into their mold and say, no, 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 the Savior needs to look like this. The Savior needs to come from here. The Savior should be doing things like this. When Jesus came on the scene, they disqualified him because of their expectations. So they missed the reality of God being on this earth. So think about that in your life. What are you disappointed about? What are expectations that you have that you're saying, I thought this would have happened by now? Listen, I'm 27 years old, and if you had asked me 10 years ago what I thought my life would be like right now, I would not have described the situation I'm in. But it's okay, because I would rather have the reality of God's calling for my life and be walking in his will than to try and make some kind of expectations happen on my own and miss out on what God has for me, because his ways are higher than my ways. And Jesus came. Isn't it remarkable that Jesus came? came in the power of God, once the miracle started, they didn't stop. How are you going to say this man's not the son of God when he's raising dead people and he's causing the lame to walk and he's turning water into wine? We look at that and we say, how could the Pharisees have not known that was God, right? How could they have been confused? They got so hung up on their expectations that they, they looked foolish. They denied miracles. They denied the reality that was going on in front of them. And listen, you and I can do the same thing. If we're hung up on the wrong things, God can be working a miracle in our life and trying to move us into his plan for us. And we'll miss it even though it's right in front of our face because we're hung up on disappointments or we're hung up on expectations. So I want to encourage you guys tonight just to... Let go. Let go of your expectations. Let go of what anyone else expects of you. Maybe you have expectations for yourself. Maybe you feel like parents have expectations for you or people at school have expectations for you. Let them go because it is not worth getting hung up on those and missing God's plan. You know, the Bible tells us that things happen in God's timing, right? Now, that's not always fun, is it? No, (laughs) it's not. That's why God tells us to have patience. But things happen in God's timing because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He knows the right time to bring things into my life. He knows when I can handle it. And if I try and make things happen on my own, I'll get into a situation of experiencing failure because I was trying to make my expectations happen instead of accepting God's reality in my life. And I want to take a look at another passage that's in the book of Job. It's a little long, so bear with me, but it's a good one. It says, so Job, use your head. This is all pretty obvious. 
Can someone who hates order keep order? Do you dare condemn the righteous, mighty God? Doesn't God always tell it like it is, expelling corrupt rulers as scoundrels and criminals? I really like that God always tells it how it is. Hurts a little, but it's good. Does he play favorites with the rich and famous and slight the poor? Isn't he equally responsible to everybody? Don't people who deserve it die without notice? Don't wicked rulers tumble to their doom? When the so-called great ones are wiped out, we know God is working behind the scenes. That's the part I want to zero in on. Listen, God loves you, and God is working behind the scenes. And that's why you can be confident to accept his reality even in the midst of failed expectations. Because even when I'm not where I want to be or where I thought I would be, God is working behind the scenes. And he's working in my life, and he's working in yours too. You know, nobody's an overnight wonder. Nobody. I'm not even like a 27-year-old wonder. I'm not wondrous at all. And it's been 27 years, okay? So be patient with yourself. Let me just tell you, it takes a while to get anywhere. But listen, God is working behind the scenes. We can be confident that God is good and he is for us and he is working things out even when we cannot see it and even when it looks like nothing is happening. This is why it's so important to stay with it and to do what I know is right. I'm going to get up and read my Bible every day. I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray every day. I'm I'm going to get up and I'm going to worship every day. Why? Because I don't care if it looks like God is moving in my life. He's working behind the scenes. And I'm going to be faithful so that when he's able to bring things into my life, I can handle them because I've built myself up and become strong enough to do what I'm called to do. God is working behind the scenes. God is working in your life. You know, God was trying to work in the lives of the Pharisees. He literally brought his son right in front of their face to their temple, right outside their temple, in their communities. God was trying to work in their lives, and they would not allow him to based on the expectations that they were hung up on in their heads. So don't get hung up on stuff. Don't get hung up on what's not happening or how you've messed up or how you feel you've failed. It's all right. Your expectations... They don't matter. It's all right. Just let go. Be patient with yourself and accept God's reality. Learn to stay with it. God is working behind the scenes. And the last verse I want to look at tonight is in Romans chapter 4. And this is one of my favorite verses of all time. Because we call ourselves faith people, right? And in Hebrews it tells us faith is the substance of what I'm hoping for and the things that I can't see. So if we are believing God and we're choosing to walk in faith, we're choosing to say, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what people around me think. I am confident in things that I can't even see yet because I know God is working on my behalf. And in Romans here, it's talking about Abraham and it says, and Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though when he was about 100 years old, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Him and his wife were told by God they would have a child, but they were super old, so it doesn't really work like that normally. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise, and in fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God because he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And that's what I want to encourage you guys tonight, to be fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he's promised to you. Listen, I believe that God has spoken at one time or another to the hearts of each one of you. Every single one of you in here, maybe he's spoken to you through a pastor or a leader, and maybe he's just spoken to you personally. But I believe you all know that you're called, right? God has called you to do something. Don't waver. 
Don't give up. No matter what it looks like, don't give up on that because God is working behind the scenes. And just as Abraham didn't waver and saw God's promise, you will too. So stay with it. Stay with it. So many times we see people give up just because of disappointment. You know, just because of disappointment. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, I'm just, I'm just so mad at God. Because I thought this would have happened by now. He told me this was going to happen. And here I am all these years later. It hasn't happened. And you know what? I can't tell that person why it hasn't happened. But I can tell them that if they stay with it, it will happen. And if they stay in faith. And if they continue to do what's right. Because God is working behind the scenes. And when you stay with it, you will see the desires of your heart. You will see the things that God has spoken to you. Because he's working even when we can't see. It said Abraham couldn't see. And in fact, it seemed impossible. I do not know any 100-year-old people who are having children at this point. I'll go home and Google that and let you know. But I personally don't know of anybody who's doing that. It was something that seemed impossible. So even when things look impossible in your life, don't give up. Maybe your heart is crying for peace in your family. Don't give up. Even if it looks impossible, don't give up. You know, maybe you feel like you're, you're called to do something, but you're scared to do it. Or you're not good enough. Or you're not smart enough to do it. Don't give up. God is working. And just like Abraham was strong and he didn't waver, he was an example for us. And because he stayed with it, he saw the promise of God. And if we stay with it, we'll see the promise of God too. Because God is faithful. And he is working behind the scenes in our lives. So, again... Think about in your life areas, you know, where you've been disappointed. Maybe you feel like you've been disappointed by God. We don't like to talk about that in church because, what, it's uncomfortable. And I can't always tell you why something didn't happen. But I can tell you if you stay with it, you'll be so glad you did. You know, God, he loves you so much. This is how I can be confident in knowing that he's working in your situation because I know how much he loves me. And I know the way that he loves me and the way that he takes care of me. And the Bible tells us that he loves us all the same. So maybe right now you don't know how much God loves you. I know how much God loves you and I know that he's working on your behalf and I know that he wants to bring your dreams to pass but you've got to stay with it don't get hung up on expectations or other people's expectations for you focus in on the reality of what God has called you to and listen sometimes you might find yourself in a place that's like a little embarrassing right Anybody ever look around you and you see people around you and you're like wow they're doing this and that's cool and they're doing this and that's cool and and I just made Easy Mac for dinner, and that's not cool or tasty. So anybody ever been there? Maybe just me. <laughs> Maybe just me. But, you know, don't get discouraged, and don't measure yourself by what other people do. Listen, nobody puts their bad days on social media. Okay, well, some people do, but I would not recommend it. Most of us, we'll just say that, most of us don't put our bad days on social media. So when you're looking at people and it looks like their life is great and like they're having a lot of fun and like everything is working for them and everything is happening for them, you don't see the failures that are going on behind the scenes because we don't post that stuff. It's not pretty, right? It doesn't make for a very good Instagram post. We don't put that stuff on social media. So don't look at other people and assume that they're so much further than you just because they have pretty pictures online. You know, you focus on God's reality for your life, not expectations compared to other people, not expectations from your parents. Focus on God's reality. You know, sometimes you'll have people in your life who are just being pushy with things, and they may be people that love you, right? Maybe it's somebody in your life who's saying, hey, you're very good at this, 
So I think you should do this. I think you should go to school here, and then I think you should get this job because you're really good at it, right? We have those voices in our life sometimes, but if that's not what God's called you to do, then that's an expectation that's not yours to pick up. You need to follow the reality of God's plan for your life rather than expectations that other people try to put on you. And I'm not trying to criticize those other people. I'm sure that they love you and they are trying to look out for you, but if God has called you, you know, to maybe be a counselor, don't go be a plumber, which I kind of wonder who wakes up and says they want to be a plumber anyway, but somebody's got to do it. So I'm grateful that somebody somewhere wanted to be a plumber. But you know what I'm saying? If God has called you to help others and to minister to others, don't get wrapped up in doing stuff for yourself. Follow the reality of God's plan for your life over your expectations. Amen. I just want to encourage you guys. I love you all so much. And listen, I do believe with all my heart that every single one of you have amazing callings. Nobody in here is left out. So don't get hung up on expectations. Don't look at other people's highlight reel and feel like you're so far behind and like their life is amazing and yours isn't. Listen, we all face struggles. We all have bad days. We all have days where we put on an outfit that we thought we looked good in and we don't look good in it at all. So don't sweat it, you know? Don't sweat it. Like Justin said, if you even need to take a break from social media, just delete your apps for a while. Get it out your life. You don't need that. Nothing says you've got to be on there. Get it out. If you struggle with the expectations of other people and comparing yourself to others, just get it out of your life. It's not worth it. So I just want to encourage you guys. I love you so much. And don't be like the Pharisees. Don't miss what Jesus is trying to do right in front of your face. We love you all so much. God has an amazing plan for you, and we are so excited to be here with you tonight. So...